0: Since we're already standing, if you are able, I'd invite you to continue standing through the gospel lesson this morning, which is found in Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1 through verse 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? frankincense, and myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So today is my first day back from a 12-week renewal leave good news I am renewed (laughs) and refreshed I am well rested I am reconnected to my extended family I have spent time reading and writing and hiking I have learned yoga as much as this old dog can learn the new tricks I have learned about the Enneagram which will come later And I am so happy to be back among my family of worship once again. I'm excited to be serving alongside Pastor Lou and Pastor Bob, and I want to thank you both for um, covering me in my absence. I want to thank the Stony Brook staff and board for um, allowing me this time off. And I just want to say thank you to my faith community. It's been so great to come back this morning and to be welcomed with such joy. Now, I did come back on Christmas Eve. That was part of the deal that I could worship here on Christmas Eve. And I ran into many of you, and most of the number one question that was asked of me was, did I get to travel to Tennessee to spend time with my parents? And the answer is yes, three different times. And yes, yes. My visits were wonderful. My brother and my nephew drove in from Colorado at Christmas time. Uh, my nephew is getting ready to join the Army, and so this would be the last time that I'll see him as he goes to boot camp. My niece had her baby, and so the best time of all was calling my little brother Grumpy, Gramps, and Papa it was the best. (laughs) Besides reconnecting with my family, I love visiting Tennessee because it's so far off the beaten path. Now, I love living in Columbus and I love being able, you know, to like take five minutes, run to the grocery store to get something I need and be back before the water is boiling on the stove. But when I go to Tennessee and I get to go outside at night, I really realize that it gets truly dark. One of our favorite things to do is to sneak out on my mom and dad's roof to stargaze. And so sometimes we'll start as early as dusk and we'll go out there and put our blankets out so that we can see and preferably not fall off the roof. And We'll lay out on those blankets and as the sky gets darker and darker, we begin to see the stars appear, revealing themselves to us one by one, punching tiny holes in the darkness. In the days of King Herod, wise men came from the east because they saw a new star in the sky and prophecy had told them that this star signified the birth of the king of the Jews of a savior and so they followed it so that they could worship. Now no one is certain exactly how many wise men arrived to pay their respects to this new king of the Jews and no one is for certain why they wanted to worship a king who was not their own. We estimate that there were three wise men because there were three gifts given, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. One wise man carried each gift, we surmise. We know they were from the East, and maybe they were descended from people who had stayed in Babylon after the exile or maybe they had grown up with Jewish relatives who had schooled them in Jewish prophecy maybe they were religious scholars and they knew about many other religions or maybe they were Zoroastrian priests but it doesn't matter regardless of how many wise men came or exactly why they desired to worship this new Jewish king, when they arrived in Jerusalem, as was customary for all foreign dignitaries, the first thing that they did was go to visit the king of the region. And that was Herod. They went to pay their respects to them, and while they were there, they inquired of him, about this new king of the Jews. Now, remember, during this time period, kings were thought to be direct descendants and sometimes even sons of the gods. So Herod, in his own mind, saw himself as both God and king. And he was unaware that this other god-king had been born. So immediately, Herod had to scheme to protect his own power. And as he sent the wise men to find Jesus and invited them to return to tell him where to find them, Herod started to self-protect. This was an epiphany for Herod. Remember, I said this was Epiphany Sunday, and Epiphany has two meanings. First, Epiphany is a word that means a new insight into the meaning of something. And second, Epiphany is the appearance or manifestation of the deity, namely God. So Herod had an Epiphany of an Epiphany right? Because he suddenly understood that there was a new God in town, and a new God meant that his authority would be threatened. Now, the wise men had an epiphany of their own as they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. They sensed that Herod meant to harm the new king, So they did not return to Herod to share with him where they had found Jesus. Instead, the wise men returned to the east by another way, perhaps to share this epiphany or new understanding with their own people, thus preparing the way for the good news in years to come. Meanwhile, Herod's desire to preserve his own power base created a dark and a dismal time in Israel. Herod was so intent on keeping hold of his power that he had all male children in Bethlehem and all of its districts that were age two and under slaughtered. Thousands of children were murdered because Herod wanted people to worship only him. But even as Herod was trying to protect his power, Joseph had been warned in a dream as well. He was warned to flee, and so he took Mary and Jesus and fled to Egypt where the Holy Family resided until Herod was dead. The birth of Jesus, the Christ child, was God's way of punching the largest hole of all in the darkness of this world. With Jesus' birth, the creator of the universe came down to be present among us in human form. The birth of Jesus was the ultimate epiphany or the greatest manifestation of God to humankind, God among us, God as one of us. God, who had once been unknowable, was now able to be known personally because God chose to reveal God's self to us. Somebody was saying to me before the start of the service today, I bet you're ready to be back because sometimes, you know, when, when you're at home for a while, it feels like a, a self-imposed prison. Well, yeah. And because I've been home more, especially during the day, which is really unusual, I kind of took to watching the noontime news. <laughs> And sometimes it feels like a horrible mistake to turn on the news at lunch because nine out of ten times after, number one, it caused stomach upset, and number two, after my lunch, I just felt depressed about the world in the hands of humankind. National news headlines were full of Political polarization, struggles for power, ending in, finally, um, over the holidays, a Christmas shutdown, loss of work and pay. Um, at one point, I turned on the news, and there was news of you know, natural disasters that were overwhelming people. There, were, there was news of child detainees at our borders being mistreated and dying from treatable illnesses. And in general, there was a mistrust of of anyone who didn't agree with anyone else. And it cast this dark shadow over my entire day. But like the star of David lit the night of Christ's birth, God continues to bring light Into our darkness. God creates opportunities to manifest himself to us, punching holes in the darkness of our selfishness, our desire to be right. So I also, being home at Christmas, had the opportunity to actually leave my house to go to stores to Christmas shop. Usually I do it all on Amazon. But this year I thought it would be cool to go to stores. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, I'm glad to be back. (laughs) But while I was at Target, Target had this new thing this year, and they were like focused on retro toys. Well, my daughter says that I'm retro. So I thought these must be toys for me, you know. So what's the first toy I see? spirograph. Oh yeah, I had a spirograph. Yeah, I actually paid for little plastic things to make circles. Can't believe it. Different other toys that I saw as well, but by far the one I was the most excited about was Light Bright. Do you guys remember Light Bright? Okay, Light Bright is just basically a box and there's Inside the box are light bulbs. Turn on, turn off. And in front of the box is uh, a board. It's like black pegboard. And you put black paper over the black pegboard, and you turn the light on, and you can't see anything. And then you take these really cool, clear plastic pegs, and you punch them through the paper, and the little pegs, light up and make designs now no it is not an ipad but it's really cool punching holes in the darkness and you know i was sitting down i finally found solace not in the in the news turning on my tv but in reading newspapers and i was reading the washington post and i came across a story of a man named Randy Heiss. He's a U.S. citizen who lives in Patagonia, Arizona, along the Mexico border. And he was out one day in December walking his dog, as he always did, and they saw um, something red laying on a bush. And so he and his dog went over to explore. He picked up the item and noticed that it was a deflated balloon. And tied to the balloon was a piece of paper. So he opened the paper and started to read, and at the top of the paper, it said, Querido Santa, dear Santa. He was like, oh, this is someone's Christmas list. And it didn't make it to its destination, so my wife and I are going to be Santa's helpers. But as he read to the bottom of the list and through the items of toys, he was like, well, at the bottom, it's only signed Dayami. How am I going to find Diami? Like, where did this balloon even come from? And so with a little detective work, he found out that the nearest town across the border was Nogales. And so he called a radio station in Nogales, and he asked them to kind of put out feelers to see if they could find this Diami. And sure enough, a family called in to the radio station. Randy Heiss and his wife had bought as many of the items on the list as they could find, but there was one item. It was a dollhouse that was completely sold out at every store they had been to. And so they resigned themselves to just... You know, helping Santa as best as they could and completing as much of the list as they could. And Diami was so ecstatic to receive these gifts. Her parents told Randy Heiss and his wife, you know, she has been sending a letter to Santa by balloon every year since she was very little. But never once has Santa communicated back. Well, Randy and his wife explained to Dayami that they were helping Santa out this year. Dayami was so excited. And then, a few days later, a package came. The local newspapers had picked up the story of Dayami's meeting with the Heiss family. They found out that the Heisses had lost their only child nine years earlier and the compassion that they had had and the love that they shared with Dayami and the meeting of these two families was something so beautiful to this person that they found the dollhouse in a local store and sent it to Dayami. Now, this is a story about stuff on the surface, right? Getting gifts. But really, it's about more than that. Because Randy came across something that seemed like happenstance. But he had the compassion to reach out, to meet a new family, to make a dream come true. To form a relationship. To share love. To punch a hole. In the darkness. It's more than a sweet story. This is God revealing God's self to us. Showing us how to be present with one another. To heal wounds. To care for those who feel left out. Lost. Unheard. Sometimes we look around ourselves And we see that life is overwhelming and challenging. It's unpredictable and scary. But walking with God, we find that there are tiny pinpricks of hope shining through the darkness everywhere. Those tiny pinholes are signs lighting our way as the star of David led the wise men to Christ. We may struggle And we may feel like things may never again be what we think they should be. But in times of difficulty and heartache, the revelation, the epiphany of the wise men that a new king had been born, and the epiphany of God come to dwell among us, give us hope. The light of Christ has come into the world, and darkness shall not overcome it. So we journey forward in hope, looking for the lights that guide us always to our Savior. Lights that punch holes in the darkness everywhere. Will you pray with me? God, when our way is bleak and we seem to be suffocating in darkness, you punch through in brilliant light. With such light, you pointed the way for the wise men from the...